Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we are hanging out with Gary Kagan. Gary is the regional director of partner sales at Yelp. He has personal experience in selling directly to SMBs, mid-market, and enterprise businesses. He's been helping Yelp create their brand new partner program. He started from zero partners in their network at Yelp to over 300 partners. And that means agency owners, like a lot of our listeners, partnering with Yelp to help small businesses grow. So, uh, Gary, welcome to the program. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Gary, one of the reasons that I was excited to have Yelp on today's program was to really get some perspective on kind of what's been going on with small businesses over the last five months now and also kind of getting that perspective from, you know, kind of I I kind of think of it as like a bird's eye perspective because you guys have access to all sorts of data. You're seeing things that are happening in the economy kind of at a bigger picture. Uh, and with your new partner program, you're also kind of seeing how this is impacting agency owners uh, as well. So h- h- real quick, how long have you been with Yelp? Yeah, I've been with Yelp for over seven years now. Very cool. And maybe give us a high level picture of what's your role with Yelp right now. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of what I do is I help our team oversee partnerships. And what that means is working directly with marketing agencies. And so whether it's product or customer success, um, our partners, which are generally speaking marketing agencies, they're reselling Yelp's product to their clients and to their prospects. And um, when did you guys launch this program? Oh, man, it's been... Three and a half years now, so we're definitely kind of the startup of Yelp. We're we're still very early, but it's been it's been an amazing ride. We're a growing segment right now. So, kind of take me back into what maybe what you experienced being a part of the Yelp team around March of this year. I mean, I imagine I, I'm just imagining in my head that maybe a business like Yelp, being a bigger business, right, but also being a business is very tied to the the small business kind of fabric in, in, in the United States and across the world, right? Like you guys probably had a few, there's probably a handful of conference meetings and conference calls and, and things yeah. to like figure out what the heck was going on. So like how was, how was Yelp impacted by everything that happened with COVID? Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously COVID was, was brutal for everybody. It was brutal for, brutal for small businesses, big businesses. You know, I think what we really saw is obviously a lot of revenue was paused immediately. Some people just canceled, others delayed. And, and I think, you know, it was tough, but cup half full really. And I think what I genuinely love about my role is I saw people pivot very quickly, both the small businesses, as well as the partners in terms of whether it was their business model, their approach, Yelp in itself, we did a lot of things to try to help support small businesses through this. Um, obviously, you know, the business took a hit. There's no question about that. 
But I would say the partner business right now, as of today, five months, six months after COVID really hit, we're, we're expecting to see revenue levels back to pre-COVID times by end of year. Um, so we've seen many partners really change their business on a dime and and kind of put push forward. So it's been, I'd say, very inspiring to see uh, to see our partners do do really amazing work. What are some of the biggest segments that are leveraging Yelp right now? Yeah, definitely. I, I think when a lot of people think about Yelp, their first gut reaction is restaurants. And listen, we have a lot of traffic that comes in for like food and nightlife. Um, but more than 50% of the revenue is actually coming from different types of verticals. So home services, local services, professional services, and auto make up over 50% of the revenue. And so really what we've seen is those businesses, many of them have doubled down and they're investing more, but partners are also really focusing in on these types of verticals. So, you know, we've seen a partner move from very heavily uh, health and medical where they were really focused on dermatologists and they're now focused on lawyers. Um, so that's been amazing to see. And really the way that I view my role and the way that, you know, my team kind of views their role is helping our partners transition their business by providing them with resources. And those resources being, um, you know, Yelp data, which, as you mentioned, is, you know, it's, it's incredible kind of the, the data that we have on small businesses and the activity in all these different geos. So we're trying to provide our partners with this information so that they're armed to go to market with a, with a new strategy. Can you, so, so, and I'm sure some of this is proprietary data that you may or may not be able to talk about today, but I mean, I just would like, I'd love to go in and have like keys to like the Yelp database for a little bit, just to kind of see like, like with sure. everything that's happened over the last five months, I mean, like was, I mean, what, what are some of the things you can talk about? Like was, was traffic to these, I mean, obviously re- traffic to restaurant review sites. I mean, I imagine that was decimated because of, of what, what was happening. I mean, what are some of the things that you saw over the last five months in terms of, you know, niches that were hit the hardest, maybe some niches that experienced some unexpected success? I mean, what are some of the things that you guys saw on the data side that you're able to talk about with public sure. audiences? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think if you really want to geek out, um, and I and I generally really love doing this, our data science team, they put together a report. It's the economic report. And if you just Google like Yelp economic report, um, you'll actually see a breakdown of what's been happening since COVID really hit. Uh, and they also do it by a per market basis. Uh, so you can really get into the nitty gritty and we publish all of that on a high level. And, you know, uh, again, not to be solemn here, but since March, um, what we've seen is that um, out of the businesses that were temporarily closed, as of today, 55%, we believe are permanently closed. And so that's a lot of businesses. Now, you would assume the businesses that were really hit hard on this were in the restaurant space, beauty, fitness. Those were the verticals that were really, really hit hard. Now, I don't want to quote uh, you know, our data science team here. So if you really want to check out the details, check out that economic report. It's all in there. I'll tell you, and going back to kind of the, the home services and the professional services, we've seen traffic bounce back uh, really, really quickly, and it's now surging even before pre-COVID uh, times. So it really depends on the vertical and what people are searching for. And home services, now that we're all kind of like in our homes 24-7, it's not a huge shock that people are investing in contractors and roofing and making their space just that much better. So um, a lot of them, like, you know, you, what you would assume with logic 
is where the traffic is is going right now. Totally. What's the um so so you mentioned home services and professional services are some of the markets that are experiencing lift. Beauty, fitness, restaurants are some of the markets that are not doing super hot right now. Uh, and that that stat that you shared with me, the fifty five percent permanently closed is uh, potentially permanently closed is uh, is definitely heartbreaking. But for our agency owners out there who maybe were focused on markets that got hit hard, I mm-hmm. mean, you mentioned home services, professional services as as kind of bouncing back or even being stronger than they were before. Are there any other markets that you're seeing from the data uh, that is uh, you know that that agency owners should be looking at right now in terms of emerging markets or or markets that are experiencing really good growth? Well, I would say that, and again, it, the coasts are generally where we always see a lot of traffic on Yelp, and that's just from my take. I, I don't want again. I don't want to quote the data science team here. One of the big things, and just kind of going at it, the um, a lot of our partners used to be focused on their geo. So, for example, we have a lot of partners in the LA area, and what they really presented themselves was full service agencies in the LA market. And now a lot of them are actually thinking, hey, you know what? It doesn't really matter if I don't see this person in person to close the deal. And so they're thinking more of a time zone. So now we have partners calling into Seattle that happen to live in LA. And so I think it's actually opened up an opportunity for a lot of these partners that might've only been geo-focused. You know, I'm the marketing agency next door. And now they're thinking a little bit bigger and and they're going at least with their own time zone. So that's been an interesting thing to see is, is seeing partners kind of develop that new muscle by reaching out to markets that they otherwise have never reached out to before. Interesting. So so thinking more in terms of, of time zone versus like, you know, kind of almost looking at a map and going, hey, who else is within, you know, my current strip or, you know, closely related is kind of an area where I might be able to pick up, pick up some clients in, in this space. Real quick, you mentioned... Uh, pivot earlier. And that's that's been a word that has been abused like crazy in the marketing space, that businesses have to pivot, they have to pivot, they have to pivot. You know, you've worked with or seen businesses working with home services, restaurants, all this kind of stuff. I mean, what are some of the things that most interesting things that people have done in terms of pivots? I mean, obviously with restaurants, we're talking about, you know, curbside delivery, et cetera. But yep. like what what else have we seen out there? I mean, have you seen really any interesting kind of story-worthy pivots of businesses right now that have found success unexpectedly because of what's happened? Well, you know, it's interesting because I I think about pivots and I think about our partners as well as the end client. And so I think, you know, the story that comes to mind is kind of a one-woman show. She was really focused on health and medical, and she now focuses on home services. And I think, you know, if you think about a story, I mean, someone to pivot into an industry that they don't know too much about it's it's very hard. It's really difficult. And so, you know, we've been working with her. And again, she's not going to become our biggest partner. It's it's a it's a small shop, but you know, she's really shown that she really wants to commit to finding out and going into these new verticals. So I think that is the story to me is someone being very willing to go into a space that she might not know a lot about learn everything that we're at least willing to present to her. She's not just relying on Yelp, obviously. But in terms of like our approach there, maybe to add a little more color, what we want to think about and like, you know, I'm going to use her as an example just because she really stands out. She made a, a big transition with her business. 
she's thinking about roofers and contractors. And really what we're trying to do is show her, okay, if you talk to a contractor, they're most likely going to have a Yelp page already. And that Yelp page can look like any other landing page on the internet, but it happens to be on Yelp. And that Yelp page already has an organic conversion rate. And so maybe to dive in a little bit of what does that mean? If that contractor that she's thinking about reaching out to had 100 page visits and 10 of those converted to a phone call, that's happening already on Yelp. And so she's reaching out and she's talking to people, engaging about what's happening on Yelp already. And then she's leveraging that to then kind of make the sale into her other services. Uh, So she's kind of coming in, providing that value, saying, hey, this is what's happening on Yelp. You might have not even claimed your business yet. Let me help you do that. And so that's kind of the approach that she's taking. And um, it's been it's been really uh, rewarding seeing her her grow her business and obviously transition her business. Very interesting. So just even that for the agency owner, the pivot uh, in terms of focusing on health and medical and then pivoting the business to that home services in terms of niches that they're servicing. Um, but I, I want to go layer deeper than that and think about like for the actual end businesses, the SMBs that the agency owners are working with. I mean, have you guys been exposed to or learned about any interesting pivots on that side? Because I feel like with our our audience, right, they're out there working with these clients and their clients are saying, you know, we're in trouble, we need help, right, whatever. And, you know, have there been any interesting ideas in terms of how agency owners that you've seen or worked with have helped their clients to pivot in the marketplace beyond just, you know, kind of the standard stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think... um some of the most interesting conversations I've had is I had a partner tell me about the end client saying, Hey, you know, and, and this kind of goes back to mindset. I think some of the end clients might come to agencies and say, Hey, I need you to pause everything. And it's, mm. it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fear. And so the, the agencies and the partners that took the approach of saying, Hey, like, listen, there's a couple of elements to growing your business. And the first and foremost is competition. When a lot of the competition doesn't want to participate in lead generation, that could actually be really useful for the end clients that do want to participate. So one of the, um, I think the, the ones that stood out to me is we were talking to a partner who convinced one of their end clients to not only stay on Yelp, but to actually increase their budget during COVID times. And they got to the point where they could not actually take on more business. They didn't have the technicians necessary to actually deal with all the leads. Uh, so I think that's actually one that really stands out in the sense of talking to the end client and and showing them, hey, this is what your competition is doing. And sometimes it's really good to do the exact opposite because if somebody's open and somebody's not open, well, the consumer is going to go to who's actually able to serve them. So uh, I think that's kind of the the conversation I would probably have with end clients and trying to understand their competition and what they're doing and then push them to actually get these leads because they are actually happening. They are out there. There's people searching and there's people that have those needs. So I think that's probably what comes to mind. Well, and this, this kind of brings up uh, something that one of our recent guests had talked about uh, Brett Linkletter uh, from Misfit Media uh, had said, you know, that a bunch of these restaurants closed and, you know, I mean, yes, people were eating out less or, you know, they had moved their behavior to takeout and uh, curbside and things like that. But, you know, some restaurants, you know, because they maybe didn't do, you know, pivot to takeout fast enough or they just couldn't make it work, 
they went out of business and they were getting some clients, right? They were, I mean, some people were ordering takeout from, you know, the local pizza place or whatever, but maybe they weren't getting enough to stay in business. And so they closed. And then it's like those people that were ordering takeout, I mean, they go somewhere, right? It wasn't enough to keep that one business open. But then what happened, at least what they saw in their 100% niched on restaurants was that, that the business is closing. It's bad and tragic, but the businesses that were more aggressive on their, you know, on their marketing, on their lead gen, ended up kind of absorbing those customers and they've actually seen business go up. Uh, and Absolutely. so I think that's a, that's a really great insight in terms of like, what are the co- competition doing? And if they are, you know, if they're all pulling back, maybe there's an opportunity to, uh, to, to kind of double down. Hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that helps me launch sites fast. If you're looking for a new CMS that can launch sites in half the time as a typical WordPress build, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more information at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme setup valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. Now you you mentioned they increased their budget on Yelp, and I think for a lot of agencies, you know, I mean, if if uh, I, I know a little bit about Yelp because when we were running our agency, we were focused on restaurants. And it's hard to be focused on the restaurant market without being aware of how Yelp operates. You got you all get a lot of traffic for pretty much any restaurant in any major city. How you know increased budget? People are like, what? Like Yelp, Yelp reviews. Like, what? What? What do you mean increased budget? Right? What? So, what are the lines of business that? Like, how does Yelp make money? How do you guys? How are you monetizing the traffic that you're getting? Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe I should start kind of from the beginning. Um, you know, kind of what Yelp is all about, just in case there's someone on the show that doesn't know. Right. So, our mission is to connect people with great local businesses. And I'd say everything that we do is around that mission. We really want to be that one-stop shop for the consumers to interact with businesses from all verticals. So in terms of that consumer journey, and again, if, if you're not familiar with Yelp, I'm assuming most people are, but if you just open up a tab and you go to Yelp, you'll see it's a very simple tool. There's a find box and an ear box. So you can type in contractor near you, and you'll get a list of a bunch of contractors and you're there to then make a buying decision. And so I think understanding the consumer journey is really critical for marketing agencies to really kind of wrap their head around what's happening on Yelp. So you did that search for contractor near me. Basically, what Nielsen finds is that 92% of those consumers, they're there to buy. And most of them, I shouldn't say most, just about half of them make that purchase within a day. So I think that's really the powerful element of the site is the consumer intent. Now, the other element that I think is really important to think about in that consumer journey is most of the searches on Yelp are unbranded. And so what does that mean? They're typing in contractor. They're not type, they're not typing in, you know, Bob's contracting service and doing a reference check. So they know they need some type of service. They just don't know who to go to. And I think that is really the critical element of it. In terms of how Yelp makes money, It's pretty simple. It's ads. Uh, So somebody types in contractor near me. We have it's hyper local advertising and we have a host of contractors advertising in a specific market. We simply put them in the ad space at the top. Um, We also put them on competitor listings. Uh, So that's generally the ad space. uh, And that's how we make the vast majority of our revenue. So you actually 
so the competitor listings, I mean, I have to just kind of slightly smile there because obviously that means that, you know, business A is driving awareness and traffic and you're literally taking their direct competitor and allowing them to advertise on the competitor's listing page. Yeah, that's right. Now you can purchase an enhanced profile and make sure that there's, you know, there's no ads on your listing, but generally we'll just look at it as ad space. Very interesting. So if you're, if you are working with hyper-local businesses that are, that are operating within like a three to five mile area, I mean, it sounds like, you know, this, this kind of advertising channel is, is, is very interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people don't think of, you know, ads when they think of Yelp, they think of probably more the consumer side of it versus this is one more ad channel like Google pay-per-click or, you know, Google my business or whatever that people can explore uh, for their clients. I mean, what, what kind of traffic does, uh, what, what kind of traffic is available mm-hmm. for, you know, typically, you know, for if, if, if I am working with a client, like, and I'm going to Google pay-per-click, right. Or Facebook, right. There's a lot of eyeballs out there. I mean, how much traffic would somebody be, be, be able to drive through, through Yelp ads? Sure. So on a macro level, we have just about a hundred million uniques. So if you think about it on a micro level, really, it's really going to matter what geo you're in. So for example, a dentist in Los Angeles is going to have different elements of traffic than a dentist in, you know, let's say the middle of the country, right? So it's just, uh, to your point, it's hyper-local and the search volumes are going to be different. And so it's, um, it's very focused on small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and we obviously service enterprises as well. But even with the enterprises, it's all with a hyper-local strategy. Uh, so I would say that this is part of the resources we want to provide our partners. If they give us a list of you know, 20 different businesses, we want to let them know what is the traffic for that vertical in that market. So that way we can make a good kind of estimate to what is the average cost per click, you know, what kind of budget each dentist in that situation could actually spend, and then what the estimated return on investment is there. Interesting. And then the, um, is it a, is it a pay-per-click model or is it like a subscription kind of, I pay a flat fee and then I get, you know, however much traffic there is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a pay-per-click model. Now the, we have kind of profile features. So the enhanced profile is what that's kind of known for really. And that's controlling photos, removing those ads I mentioned, um, adding a call to action unit. And we have a bunch of others. Uh, so we have verified licenses, which you can display portfolios. So it's work you've done. We're rolling out logos very soon. Uh, so that's really exciting. So a lot of these are fixed costs that you can add to your profile, but in terms of lead generation, it's all pay-per-click. Got it. Got it. So obviously if you have clients that are in higher traffic metropolitan cities type of stuff, then there's, there's pretty big traffic that's available. But if you're in, you know, small, small town or less trafficked area or a hyper-competitive market, even where there's a ton of businesses that are doing what you're doing, then maybe there's not quite as much traffic. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of kind of going back to, we do these complimentary audits, you know, if you submit 20, that doesn't mean we're going to recommend 20 of these to advertise. To your point, sometimes the competition levels are there and the organic conversion rate just doesn't meet up to standards. And maybe we should think about like a different strategy. But then there's others that have kind of um, an evergreen opportunity where you can really get low cost per click and a really great cost per lead. So um, I think it really, you know, every recommendation, it matters, but it's also very micro. 
uh, you have to look at what's happening specifically in that market to make a proper recommendation on Yelp. Any tips for our, I mean, I know a lot of people that they're, they're interacting with Yelp maybe on behalf of their clients is because in the same thing on Google reviews, you know, somebody gave them a, a bad review, right? Gave, yeah. you know, even yeah. like a, a, a popular Yelper, maybe I've actually heard of, I mean, I don't think this is, I don't think this is a big problem, but like, I've even heard of a, a somebody who is a popular Yelper even threatened, like a threat of a bad review. Right. And, you know, so what can businesses do? I mean, is there things that you have available through your agency partnership program that can help businesses navigate negative reviews or help them to get more positive exposure on Yelp? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I think the big advantage our partners have with reviews is that they're simply educated about our processes. Mm. I think that's like the biggest thing. There's a huge uh, population of people who just don't know anything about the process with the reviews. And then our partners simply know the channels to go through. And the channels, whether you're a business owner and the end client contractor or the partner, it's the exact same channel. It's just our partners know how to approach it. So first and foremost on reviews, let's say there is um, a review that is really pissing you off, right? So step one, you want to look at our content guideline violations, which is public. You just type in Yelp content guideline violation. And if you see that, hey, this is clearly violating one of our content guideline violation, you can flag the review through your business owner's account. You can even flag it as a consumer. Now, if if I'm talking to a business owner, I really recommend they log in through their business owner's account. It's absolutely free. Most businesses that I've seen, they have something that they could easily fix for free on their business page. Step one, NAP data, right? Name, address, phone number. Can't tell you how many people I see that just don't have it consistent across, across a bunch of platforms. Um, hours, um, adding photos about the business, all of that stuff is free. And then you get to the review stuff. So you look at it and I'd say, look at the content guideline violation, flag if you feel like it's appropriate to flag, uh, and then it'll go and be rerouted to our user operations team for analysis. But the other thing that I really, really recommend here is respond publicly. It's free to respond, and it's and I generally recommend it um, because consumers that go on your page can see, oh, this individual is active on their business, and they understand uh, maybe there was a frustration, and they just simply approached it. So I, I do recommend that action. It's free to do. Um, on all fronts. Um, and it just really shows that business owners are engaged. And I, I think consumers like that. Awesome. Well, I love the three suggestions. So community guidelines and potentially flag update, make sure your information is current. So that's that's a big one. And then just respond, probably get in the conversation. And I think that for most uh, businesses that have clients, whether they're providing services in and around Yelp or not, I think it's a great value-add service, kind of help first service to say, hey, we can help you kind of clean up some of your local profiles, which is awesome. Yeah. Dude, this has been awesome. I love talking with Yelp. I love talking with companies that have the perspective that you do in the marketplace because you work with so many agencies, but more importantly, you work with so many businesses across so many different markets. I think it's a fascinating conversation uh, to have right now. So this has been really awesome. I do have one audience member question for those that Shoot, are listening in. If you, if you want to be one of our audience members to ask questions, check out our Facebook group, our private fa Facebook group called Profitable Digital Agencies. We'll link to that on our uh, our show notes page, but this one's coming in from Alex Galarraga. He says, how can hotels in the Caribbean leverage Yelp 
to get discovered via their restaurants. So is there any opportunities for, for, for businesses like hotels or hospitality to leverage their restaurants and how they're getting reviewed on Yelp to, uh, to get maybe more, more core business? Cool. I love this question. Um, it makes it, it's a little bit nuanced here because a lot of the time restaurants can be within hotels. Uh, and so you'll have dual listings. So this is kind of a niche situation where basically the restaurant could be inside the hotel driving foot traffic uh, and then get awareness for the hotel. Um, that's that's kind of the first, first and foremost. Those are going to be two separate Yelp listings. Uh, I'm assuming that the restaurant is in the hotel. Maybe it's very close by. Another place within um, the business owner's account, you can recommend other businesses nearby. So they could link them together or they could even recommend them. And those would be two ways that they could kind of leverage the two, having dual listings for the business. So basically they're getting twice as much coverage. So the, the, the hotel's listed and they can promote the restaurant. The restaurant's listed, they can promote the hotel. And that's kind of a way for them to try to help help each other out there. Yeah, we have actually partners that do this with hotels where they advertise restaurants and that ends up driving foot traffic to the hotel. Now, that happens to be because the same it's the same address. There's two different businesses, but people are walking into the hotel to go to the restaurant and all of a sudden they have awareness of the hotel. Very cool. Well, Alex, thanks for being a part of our free profitable digital agency owners Facebook group. Thanks for asking the question. If you guys are interested to ask questions while we're interviewing our guests live, check out that group. We broadcast these interviews live as they're happening to that group. So check it out, Profitable Digital Agencies on Facebook. Gary, are you ready for our lightning round questions? Yeah, shoot. That's great. All right. The first one here, what is the best advice you've ever received? I would say it's to listen, really try to absorb what someone's saying, and then work to repeat it back to them to make sure that you understand what they're saying and they believe that you're genuinely listening to their thoughts. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I would say uh, a default to action. I think, um, generally speaking, a lot of people theoreticize, they think about, you know, different things they should do. If you take small actions, those those small actions could lead to data points, different levels of information, and then you can make even more educated actions from there. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use regularly that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yeah, if you haven't heard about it, um, Audible, it's an amazing app. You know, you basically can download books really quick. So whether you're going for a walk or, you know, working out or doing something, you you, you know, I can't believe how many books you've just listened to that you just don't even think about. And they're just in the background going. It's really great. And speaking of uh, books or audio books, what book would you recommend and why? Yeah. So, you know, I listened to this book via Audible and I liked it so much that I bought the uh, physical copy. And I couldn't recommend it uh, any more than I do, but it's The Hard Things About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. It discusses leadership, empathy, scaling businesses, difficult conversations, layoffs, uh, the huge range of conversations. But uh, I think, um, you know, whether you're interested in business or not, I think there's a lot to be uh, taken away from this book. Awesome. Well, we will link out to the hard things about hard things, your book recommendation, as well as Audible and lots of other cool takeaways, nuggets on our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you're out on a run on the road or like me on your bike, then uh, check that out, yougurus.com slash podcast. You'll see Gary's 
photo up there on the week that we're releasing this. So click on that, check out the show notes, and uh, we've got lots of goodies for you there. Uh, Gary, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Gary Kagan, and I work at Yelp, so you'll remember that. I would say, you know, as a, as a final thought here, if you have even, you know, a couple dozen or even less than a dozen small businesses in your portfolio, reach out to us. Happy to help out, give a free audit, talk about specific hyper-local marketing for those businesses. We love helping marketing agencies. So, uh, you know, we'd love to have a conversation and see how we could work together. Very cool. Well, I will make sure that we have uh, a link out to your LinkedIn profile. Um, and I do believe you guys have like a Yelp agency partner page too that will uh, provide a link on our show notes page. So if you are interested in learning more about uh, what Gary does at Yelp, connecting with him, definitely follow up, check that out on our show notes, youcruise.com forward slash podcast. We'll have all those resources all in one place. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, if you do want to join our free Facebook group, we'd love to have you. Uh, we'll link out to that in our show notes as well. Gary, awesome to have you on the program today. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Oh,